Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of The Batch Report, where we are talking about The Bachelorette Australia, Season 7, Episode 9. This is a double episode. Yeah, hometowns and the last... One-on-one and group Group date. date. And this episode actually starts off with a group date. Yeah, so Brooke is, like, nude and has, like, a red sheet on, and she's talking about how, like, it's so vulnerable to, like, be nude in front of the cameras And then all the contestants come in and they're told that they have to paint something that is representative of Brooke. This is like such a confusing date. I thought they were supposed to be drawing her nude. That's what I thought But then no one like drew her. Like Jamie Lee literally went up to Brooke, had her do like a paint handprint in the middle of her thing and then just drew hearts around it. And then... Conrad had, like, the coolest one, but it was, like, a turtle and flowers and, like, a foresty area. Like, I don't see how any of their paintings resembled Brooke. Like, honestly, if Brooke's going to go through the effort of getting completely naked, just paint the, do the naked picture painting thing. Even at least do, like, a silhouette and then, like, the red, like, sheet. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the contestants left just aren't, don't feel comfortable with their artistic calculus to get it done but conrad was talking about how much he enjoyed painting and he did actually have a very good explanation for all of it about why it was representative of their relationship and her yeah and everything but it like wasn't like no one drew her you could have done some like really awesome um like watercolor like Mm -hmm. drop paintings for like a naked nude drop there's lots of things you could have done i actually don't mind some of their paintings but some of them i felt like just didn't um i feel like jamie lee took like the easy route and yeah. didn't actually try she was like okay i'll do a handprint i'll be do a couple little hearts and i'm good to go yeah and darvid's wasn't really like the effort was for there but the skill was not there you know sorry darvid but darvid gets the one-on-one anyway because effort that had been like last episode they had been like fighting for that one-on-one and because he sent those flowers during the cocktail party he that got really, it. Yeah, that really is like, I think, his home for Brooke. So they stomped grapes. And I said that she's obviously very attracted to him. Um, she asked him if he's like a long term relationship kind of guy. And I feel like he was just saying what she wanted to hear. Yeah. Something I want to touch on before we move on to the one on one date, because I know we're mm-hmm. already in it. Uh, Conrad and Brooke did have a little chat oh, after yes. the naked painting session. And. Brooke was kind of, like, confused about Conrad's working situation. Yeah, because she was like, oh, what would our day-to-day life be like if we were together? And he was like, well, before coming on the show, I left my job because it wasn't bringing me joy anymore. So she's like, okay, so, like, what are you going to do after the show? He's like, I don't know. And he was like, oh, you know, something that brings me joy. And she's like, well, what is that? He's like drinking coffee on the weekends. No, it was just like a long, awkward silence. And he's like, well, I just want to be able to like make people happy. And if I can make a career out of that, then 
that's what I want to be doing. Yes. So I did touch on that because it's kind of important. Yeah. Brooke did kind of, she seemed very like, um, in distress about the situation. Well, she just kept saying, oh, but like, I really need stability. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I need in my life is stability. And that doesn't sound like. Honestly, though, it makes it easier for Conrad to move around if she, if he were to come to her. So it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. I mean, maybe Conrad needs to start a podcast on our network. Yeah. And, you know, so chat back, with people. back to the one-on-one date. Yeah. Garvid. Yeah. So they stomp grapes. Um, he basically is just telling her what she wants to hear. I do feel like she is attracted to the fact that Darvid does kind of supply that stability that she's been looking for. Right. What does Darvid do again? Um, he is a... So if Conrad was a contractor, I think Darvid is a landscape. Like, I think he has, like, a landscaping business. They right. both work in, like, similar... Got it. Similar things. So um, she does ask Darvid if he's a long-term guy. Like... Yeah. Like, if he's going to commit for a real long time and he of course he says yes yes what else he can say what's the right answer there right yeah so then conrad has another chat with brooke at the cocktail party and i feel like he kind of makes it seem like he has his life together a little bit more but also doesn't i mean honestly brooke is struggling to understand how their future would look yeah like, she just can't figure it out. Like, Because she's like, well, what would the future look like? And he's like, having coffee and breakfast like, on a Sunday morning. And she's like, what, like every day? And, and then, he's like. Yeah. He's like, well, if not if we're working, like if we're working, like then we'll work that. But on the weekends, for sure. Yeah. But he was trying to say every day, but. He was like, I want to wake up and have like a great time every morning. Yeah. And she was like, not seeing it. And I was like, we wake up and have a great time. Most like, mornings. Most mornings. Like, we're usually not rushed to, like, work in a field we hate. So why should he feel obligated to, like, work a job he doesn't enjoy? And then they go to the rose ceremony. And surprisingly, Conrad doesn't get cut. I guess that conversation, like, made her think there may be some hope. I think she actually just really wanted to meet his family and kind of see. I mean, Conrad is not looking like a top contender at this point, but... Neither were um, Kurt neither, and Millie. <laughs> correct. Neither were Kurt and Lily at this point. Honestly, Kurt just didn't have enough substance, right? Like, he was very, like... He was just a nice guy. Nice guy. But there wasn't a lot going on there. And he still hadn't had a one-on-one date. Right. And, and Millie just came in too late for one. And two, she was the youngest person there by a lot. Right. So, like, she was not dominating that relationship, you know? Like, Brooke was the one, honestly like making the moves whereas like millie was like she's just so young well so it's like maturity level is different there. and if brooke is looking for stability ending up with a 22 year old is not who's looking for you for answers is not going to be what that is so before we talk about hometowns we are going to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor for this episode I know that during the holiday season, I get super stressed out, and that often prevents me from achieving my goals, and it sort of interferes with my happiness. I mean, 
stress in general is just not a great thing. And that's why I'm so happy that I found BetterHelp. And you can check out betterhelp.com slash batch report. And BetterHelp will help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed personal professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment, and it's just super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, and you're not stuck with that normal, like, 9 to 5 therapist schedule. Like, you can talk to your counselor literally at any time. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. So you can send a message anytime, like I said, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, and it's available to clients worldwide. They have tons of expertise, licensed professionals. They have depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. So basically any type of counselor you're looking for, they have someone that specializes in that. Anything you share is confidential. It's completely convenient, professional, affordable, and you can check out all the testimonials posted on their site daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today, and as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash badge report. Join over 1 million people who have taken change in charge over their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash badge report. Welcome back. So we are just going to jump right into hometowns. First up was Conrad. And it was his mom, dad, and brother. They did it via video chat because obviously COVID prevents traveling between states in Australia right now. Um, his dad is so quirky and fun. Yeah, I actually like Conrad's family a lot. I feel like they seemed very like relatable and like people you'd want to go and have a barbecue with. Yeah, like uh, they're easygoing, like everything's going to be okay type of people, which like I feel like that's good stability you know, for children. So then Brooke has a one-on-one chat with Conrad's dad and he breaks down crying because he's like, you know, Conrad is really sensitive. He'd been in this really long-term relationship and he had his heart broken and it was so hard to see him like so upset and so like depressed and so like whatever, because he is a really sensitive guy. And he was like, I can't see him get hurt like that again. Do you think Brooke was receptive to that? Yes. Yeah. And I think because Brooke has had, like, a lot of, like, people who suffered from depression and things in her life. Yeah. What I've noticed is anytime someone starts to show signs that that's something they struggle with, she seems to cut them. Um, I guess Beck was relatively open about the fact that she struggled with depression. And then now Conrad, when his father's like, oh, he's really depressed after this relationship, she, like, doesn't want to deal with it because her mother had died of suicide and then right after the show finished like uh filming her sister also died of suicide and i think anytime she sees something that's like a pattern i feel like she's been trying to like cut that off because she doesn't want to deal with that like she's had too much of that in her life and just can't like i think that's why she keeps saying stability like she's like like, i need someone who's like mentally going to be a rock right like not too sensitive which is sad because i love conrad he's obviously my favorite person from the whole season and i do think she was very receptive to it though because she was like well 
I do really care for Conrad and I don't want to hurt Conrad in the end. Um, which yeah. is a bad. bummer. But then moving on to Jamie Lee, she had two of her friends there. And I was kind of like, why didn't she have family? Like, I know that the friends were local, so they could actually be there. Like, they could see them in person. Yeah, but like... Do a video call with their yeah. family, at least. Like, like you're supposed to be getting engaged to this person. You haven't... Like, I don't see how she can possibly pick Jamie now in the end. And then she was like, oh, her friends were so protective. It was so great to talk to her friends because my friends are the same way. But it's like, well, if you're going to be friends with her, that's great. Like, if you're just going to continue being friends after this, but to, like, build, like, a really serious relationship, I feel like it wasn't taking the relationship seriously. Correct. It was basically Jamie Lee saying, you're really cool and I want to continue, like, this relationship, but I don't like you enough to introduce you to my parents. Yeah, this is when I start to think that it's going to come out down to Garvid, Garvid, Garvid. Garvid uh, and Holly. Well, at this point of the episode, that's yeah. what I thought. So next up, we had Darvid. His mom and sister are the people that they're talking to. And I kept, like, I wrote again that he's just, like, a safe choice. Yeah. There's something slightly, I don't want to say off-putting, but I'm going to say off-putting, about Darvid to me. Like, he seems like, um, doesn't seem that warm to me. Okay, do you want to know who Darvid reminds me of? Yeah. So Darvid is really close with his family, really close with his mom, really close with his sister. And there's something about Darvid that reminds me of Pilot Pete. Yeah. Remember, he was really close with his family. And later on, we find out that Pilot Pete is just sleeping around with everybody. I don't think Darvid's like, doing I that. I don't know if he's doing that. But, but like, so there's something cold there's, about Darvid. There's something like, personality-wise where there's like, I don't know, like. Yeah. I don't see, like, those super I mean, I warm, like, together sleeping. love kind of feelings. Yeah, maybe, though. He is going, like, above and beyond. I want to say above and beyond, but I don't know if he's just, like, wooing her. Do you know, like, doing the things that she wants done? But I'd like to think he has, like, good morals and values. And yeah. He seems like a decent enough guy, but it's hard when we're only seeing what editors choose to show. Yeah. Like, I'm all for, like, doing things for your loved one, but I'm also for, like, being genuine to who you are. And if that genuinity isn't like buying gifts for your significant other every single day then like don't do that you know I would have but maybe been, that is what darvid's about i, I would have been curious to see darvid on the date that conrad went on where they did like the face masks and the fingernail yeah. painting and stuff and like i want to see if darvid would have been as receptive to that as like yeah. their big extravagant on the side of a mountain like right. a cliff date like right like that experience probably really set him up for success also I do feel like Darvid getting her a bouquet of flowers was really smart. However, I don't even know if a lot of the contestants know that they can do that. Oh, they do. Um, We were listening to Asha and Alicia have a podcast in Australia. And Alicia was talking about how basically they let it be known that if there was anything you wanted to like do for the bachelor or bachelorette, you can basically just ask production and they'll set it up for you. So like on her season, they had set up like a whole barbecue so she could teach him about democracy with the democracy sausage, yeah. which, ne- which like never aired. But I guess they just set the whole thing up and she didn't even have to do anything. They even cooked the sausages for her. <laughs> like That's strange. So basically, whenever any of these people do anything, they know that they can just ask production for. Yeah, that's basically good to know. Anything. Um, so last up, we have Holly. 
and Holly's mom and sister are who they're chatting with. And I felt like her mom was really kind of rude. Oh, yeah? Like, her whole entire demeanor towards Brooke was not warm. And then she gets to a point where she's like, oh, well, you know, the subject of kids is really important to Holly. Do you want kids? And kind of set Brooke up. And Brooke's like, well, I'd like at least two kids. And she's like, well, Holly doesn't want kids. And that's like... A big deal. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. And the mom actually just seems like she's wanting to help Holly choose her significant other, which is fine, but you also have to be open to... And, like, they're still young. Like, they're in their mid-20s, right? Like, she has plenty of time to decide if she wants kids in the future. I mean, Brooke is 31, right? No, Brooke is actually 26 or 27. I thought she was older. Everyone... So, basically, everyone she has left are... Brooke is... Or not Brooke. uh, Holly is the youngest at 27, and all of the other contestants are 30 or 31. Okay. So... At this point in time, Holly's the youngest. Yeah. And, like, if you had asked me if I wanted kids when I was, like, 25, 26, whatever, I probably would have been like, I don't know. Maybe, not maybe not. Kids. Probably not. Yeah. And then, like, having a conversation again when you're, like, 32 is completely different. Although I do know people that want kids at, like, 18. Yeah. And for sure, like, Brooke made it known that she for sure wants kids, yeah. period, whether they're adopted or biological or So whatever. they do have a little chat, though. Holly and Brooke about the kids afterward. Mm-hmm. And Holly was like, I don't know. I, I guess I want one kid. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Like, it's negotiable later in the future with yeah. my partner. Like, it's not really a right now conversation. Yeah. And, and then, I thought that was, like, really solid. But then Brooke was sobbing. And she's like, it's like, I don't know her at all. And yeah. it's like, well, like, she just said she would negotiate it in the future if, like, the person she loved wanted kids. So why Yeah, is this such a big deal? But then we obviously don't have a cocktail party, go straight to the rose ceremony. And this is where I feel like she had listened to Conrad's father because she let Conrad go instead of leading him on and having him in final two and then not choosing him. Yeah. Because he could have very easily ended up final two, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it was very, this was probably the hardest person to see go. But also I think it was the right decision. I think so too. I don't think she was feeling Conrad at that point. Uh, I do think at this point, though, I do think Darvid's probably in a front runner. I think um, Jamie Lee and Darvid will probably be top two at this point. We'll see. And I, I'm really excited to see what happens here. Yeah, I I actually will be shocked at this point if she doesn't end up with Darvid. Yeah, I mean, Holly might make a... Make a um, Grand a gesture of that, really. Yeah, a new impression. But we... from the previews for the next, it looks like they... Make Focus it in an in. argument and cry a lot. and Right. I mean, Jamie Lee can, it. she's quirky. Mm. So, like, she definitely could, if that's what Brooke is looking for, like, something unique and quirky like that, she definitely could be. If she um, wants her, the person she's in the in a relationship with to be, like, her best friend. Yeah. The then... one thing about Jamie Lee is they had a little run-in earlier where there was, like, I think Brooke might have been slightly jealous. I think it was communication issues. Just. When Ryan was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely um, communication issues. I, so I don't know if they're going to be, if that's going to be a deal breaker. Like if she's still holding bitterness about that. But I do feel like Jamie has had to like turn mountains to like make up in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And it still seems like Brooke is bitter about it. So I don't know. Like we'll have to wait and see if that becomes an issue. 
Yeah. So we will talk to you in a few days with another episode of The Batch Report.